0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Episode 238 for the Love of the Game on the Believe Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Online. The NFL playoffs are here, everybody. Opening weekend of NFL playoffs is right here, but that's not the only thing to bet on if you're interested in doing so. NBA season's in full swing, NHL is in full swing. And BetOnline has you covered with all the up-to-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information at any time. Head to the website today. Get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAB. That's B-L-E-A-B to get a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts with that said episode 238 for the love of the game let's get this work To spread out the word, mm-hmm. I was too dead determined. Reckon we needed refurbished. I was the top of no service. Watches that are playing versus they in the bushes, they lurking. My god, and we're back. Episode 238 for the love of the game on the Bleed Podcast Network. It's yours truly, ATH. We are back, and the playoffs are here, folks. The playoffs are here. And quite honestly, they couldn't come soon enough because the end of the regular season was a slog. There was a lot of bad football. I know I've ranted and I've raved about the quality of play in the NFL, but the playoffs are here. So hopefully we are going to have some good games and some some quality football being played. Enough with the red zone. Enough with that nonsense. It's time for the playoffs. So just a couple of quick things. About week 18 and we're going to talk with a recurring guest about this weekend slate previewing the playoffs and whatnot and we can get to him in just a matter of moments but a couple of quick thoughts about week 18 so obviously the big story to me was the buffalo bills knock off the miami dolphins in miami 21 14 to claim the afc east after all the ups and downs with the buffalo bills Buffalo is the two seed in the AFC, AFC East champions again. Now this game lost its luster a little bit after Buffalo clinched when Jacksonville lost to Tennessee. We'll get to them in a second. My goodness, that was horrific, but this was for to see who was going to travel to Kansas city or to see who's going to have a home game and Buffalo took care of business, even though it looked like they were down most of the game. The offense was sputtering. Josh Allen had moments of brilliance. He had moments of ineptitude, which included a red zone interception, a red zone fumble. The Buffalo offense, when it was humming, it looks unbelievable, but then it it stalled out, and it was 14-7 Dolphins. And then all of a sudden you get a punt return touchdown for the Bills, Josh Allen makes a couple of big plays in the fourth quarter. Miami's offense could not do much of anything. Kudos to the Buffalo defense, which played great for the majority of this game, especially in the second half, limited Miami to nothing, basically held them, uh, you know, zero points. And Buffalo takes the AFC East. To I mean, be Josh Allen. Again, as I mentioned before, He's basically Brett Favre, right? You have moments of absolute brilliance. Some of the throws he makes are just incredible. Some of the runs he makes that he's able to do. He's able to make plays that basically he's the only guy who can make those plays. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. But he's on a short list of guys who can make these plays. And he came up big in big spots. Yeah, it wasn't always pretty. You're going to have your scratch your head moments. But that was Brett Favre. And Brett Favre was awesome. So Josh Allen was awesome. I mean, it's really a shame for the Miami Dolphins because this team, when all healthy, is a really good team. I think it's a very dangerous team, a dangerous Super Bowl contending team. But no Jalen Phillips, no Bradley Chubb, no Xavier Howard, no Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill banged up, and my guy Tua, who I've been a defender of, Basically put Tyreek Hill in harm's way a lot. Almost got him decapitated at least twice last night. Didn't love that. And Miami's limping into the playoffs. A season that had so much promise for the Miami Dolphins. They get to go to Kansas City where it's going to be absolutely freezing. You cannot love Miami's chances in that game. The other thing, Houston. The Houston Texans take care of the AFC South behind a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback. They beat the Colts 23-19. to Tough way to lose for the Colts. I know the backup running back dropped that ball on fourth down. Throw wasn't great. Could he have made the catch? Yeah, he took ownership of it, but the Colts were not projected to be very good. Shane Steichen and his guys overachieved. Kudos to them. They had a successful year, especially with Anthony Richardson, their rookie QB, basically being done for the year after the first three games. They They were impressive, but... What can you say about C.J. Stroud that hasn't already been said? Unbelievable. Throws for 4,000 yards, is a rookie, and just the poise. 20 of 26, two touchdowns, just, just incredible season from him, and it gives them a chance. He's a guy that gives you a chance. Like, how many quarterbacks right now are better than C.J. Stroud? I'm not sure he can name more than five, so he gives them a chance. I know they're going to be underdogs at home against the Browns, we'll get to my picks for um, you know picks against the spread for Wild Card Weekend. But I, I think the Texans are a little bit more alive than they're given the chance, just because of C.J. Stroud and D'Amico. Ryan's has to be coach of the year. No, I mean I know you can probably give it to Stefanski, who won 11 games with five different starting quarterbacks. But D'Amico Ryan's for a team that went worse to first rookie QB wins the division. Uh, He's got to be in the running for coach of the year. Unbelievable season by the Texans. And they were able to win the division after Jacksonville lost 28-20 to the Tennessee Titans, a team that had five wins coming in. Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. You know, I know he was banged up, but they were the preseason darlings. I was a fan. Just a disgusting, disgusting display on Sunday. Disgusting! them they should be embarrassed absolutely embarrassed they were seven and two at one point don't even get to double digit wins uh, what a what a fall from grace they had in the second half and yeah i know they were hurt i know trevor lawrence was hurt a lot but it does not excuse what happened to them down the stretch and i know it's easy to pile on trevor lawrence now and you look at his numbers over his first three seasons, they're very similar to Daniel Jones. That's not great. Doesn't take into account that Urban Meyer was his coach first year, and that was an absolute disaster. No, but we're not, we're going to just, you know, on the surface, the numbers don't look great. I saw that guy engineer come comeback down 27 points to win a playoff game. So for all the Jet fans, and there were a couple in a group chat that I'm in, who are saying that the Jets were better off, Taking Zach Wilson because they know Zach Wilson stinks, so they can move off of Zach Wilson more easily than Trevor Lawrence. That Trevor Lawrence is a bottom th- third QB in the NFL. Like, like, what are you watching? What are you watching? Lawrence gives them a chance on third and long. He's a threat to complete a pass at third and long. How many QBs do you feel good about doing so? He you still feel confident in him to some degree. He was the best prospect since Andrew Luck. And he's already won a playoff game, engineering a comeback. For, like, the Jet fans to say that is insane. It's absolutely insane. But, yeah, his stock is down bad right now. I will readily admit, stock is down bad. But I will be buying the dip on Trevor Lawrence. I'm still a believer. But Jacksonville as a whole should absolutely be embarrassed. All right, so the matchups are set for this weekend. Picks against the spread. We're recording this on a Monday. I finished 52.3%. So basically I broke even with Vegas with the big. We want to be a little bit better next year. Finished the year four and one week 18. So we got the Browns at the Texans right now. The Browns are two and a half point favorites. By the way, these picks are not official right now. I'll give them out on Instagram later the week. I'm leaning towards the Texans, home dog, plus two and a half. Chiefs are hosting the Dolphins. I like the Chiefs to lay the points. Minus three and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs there. That's where I'm leaning. Bills and the Steelers. Steelers traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo's been a little too up and down for me, so I'm going to take the nine and a half with Pittsburgh, even though I think the Bills are going to win the game. Cowboys host the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers plus seven and a half again, just because the Cowboys, you don't trust McCarthy and Dak in the playoffs. Eagles at Tampa. Eagles are a three-point favorite. I'm leaning on taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because, my goodness, the Eagles stink right now. Anyway, so we're going to get to previewing the bracket, talking all about the playoffs with a recurring Mo. just Just one quick thing on the New York Knicks. They are 4-0 since the trade, and it just looks great. Everything looks great right now. OG Ananobi hasn't even scored a lot of points, hasn't had a big game offensively, but his plus-minus is tremendous. I know plus-minus is a flawed stat, but still – it shows his impact on the court. He impacts winning. The ball is moving. One less black hole in RJ Barrett. Ball's moving around, and you're going to see the uptick in usage and the uptick in production from Deuce McBride and Quinton Grimes. Two guys who I've been high on. I know I spoke about it in the last episode. I've been in the Grimes hive forever. You're going to see. Finally, he's going to get more touches. Things are free-flowing. You're going to see good production from McBride and Grimes going forward, especially Grimes. Now, do the Knicks may need a little bit more pop in the second unit offensively? Maybe. But I I think they should feel pretty good with where they are right now. Maybe a backup big would be nice. It'll be interesting to see if the Knicks continue to roll like this. I mean, they throttled – the Philadelphia 76ers Friday night. That was an impressive win. And then to follow it up against a bad team, Washington Wizards on a back-to-back, that's what good teams do. They take care of business on a back-to-back against bad teams, even after getting a good win the night before against a quality team, no letdown. That's good stuff from the Knicks. Things look good right now in Knicks land. Things look good right now. Could they host a home playoff series? Very possible. Do I think they're going to be in the top... Two or three in the Eastern Conference? No, but we'll see how things shake out. Can't really complain about the Knicks right now. Anyway, we're going to get to a recurring guest to talk more about the NFL playoffs. We're going to get to him in just a matter of moments. So i bringing him back on. Uh, a recurring guest, one of my favorite recurring guests to talk NFL with, none other than Shy Elberger. We went heads up in a Vegas Super Contest type. Pick him five picks against the spread. He... Edged be out by like two or three wins so i owe him mendy's a soup and a soup and a salad or something like that shy what's good bud congratulations on your head to head victory
0: uh you're welcome and it's really because you started claiming victory after week 16 you we did not have any sort of agreement on a bet or anything then all of a sudden you have like a three game lead with two weeks left, and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, Mendy's dinner. And I'm like, well, you can't just I, make hold up a on prize.
1: I thought before the season started, we were going to establish some type of stakes. It didn't have to be major stakes, but something. Stakes need to be established
0: before the competition starts. Anyway, as uh, the football gods frowned upon that move, and the last uh, week 17, I went 5-0, oh, you went 1-4. And then week 18, we both went four and one. So it was really just week 17, but oh, week 16, I went four and one. He went three, two. So yeah, you started talking a little too early and I came back right at the end.
1: We petered down the stretch, kind of like my Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, stock is all the way down, but yes, I am buying the dip on Trevor Lawrence. Um, wanted to obviously talk to you about the um, the playoff, you know, bracket and, and, and previewing the games this weekend, but... Obviously, you have to do a couple of parting thoughts on the Giants. Um, news came out today that Wink Martindale is not going to be the defensive coordinator. Um, they have the sixth pick in the draft. What are some of your parting thoughts for the uh, the Giants season before we talk about them closer to the draft? I'm pretty pissed that Wink is gone. Um, and
0: honestly, like, once that Jay Glazer report came out at the end of November, it was like some random Sunday pregame show – where he's, like, sources telling me that Wink and Dable do not get along and he's not going to be back next year. Like, a lot of times reports I'm just, like, whatever. They don't know they're stirring shit up. But Jake Glazer, I believe, is, like, one of the more reputable ones and locked in with giant stuff. He used to work, I think, in, like, Star-Ledger, like, Northeast Papers, like, back in the day. Um, So he, I do think he's, like, plugged in. He had other, some other – older bait like giant stories where he said it at a time and I checked out. So really since then I'm like, I don't think he's going to be back. And then neither Dable or Wink really said anything the rest of the season that made me think otherwise. And um, just, it's very frustrating because I liked him. The, The stats for the defense may not look super impressive, but watching the team, you know, a lot of that was a function of the offense being so bad and just, you know, if if any Giants fan would tell you, they if not the defense, that they've lost games the past few years, two years. So, um, and like last year when they were winning, like there were so many games. I remember like the Ravens game and the Colts game at the at the end where like the game ended and Wink and Dable like, you know, motioned to each other and hugged. And were like I never thought going into the season there was even an iota of possibility that they didn't actually get along. And then, you know, I guess when losing happens, the shit, com- um, the stuff come uh, comes out. So I'm not happy about it. Like, do I think he's the best defensive coordinator of all time? No, but I really like just like continuity and the coaching staff. And you know, he is obviously important with their high draft picks on defense: Thibodeau, and Deontay Banks, and Cordell Flott. <laughs> so it's like kind of annoying. And they already uh, fired the special teams coordinator, so that's fine. He deserved that. And, like, I like Mike Kafka, so I don't want him to get fired. And also, I just feel like that would be such a bad look, firing three coordinators that you hired, to, like, before last season started. So, I mean, we'll see. Wing stuff, I'm not happy with. The rate, um, I think you asked. The way the season ended, just – I mean, it's good to beat the Eagles. But, like, next year, if the Eagles dominate the Giants again, like, no one's going to remember that they beat them in Week 18. Like, they also beat the Cowboys the last game of the season in 2020 and that didn't carry over to
1: anything. Yeah. I I agree with you on the wing stuff. It's a bit of a bummer. Uh, You know, you mentioned it, that that the the defense was not the problem, and they actually have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens with Kafka. Uh, I'm curious to see if, you know, uh, Dable takes a little bit more of the play-calling duties just going forward because, you know, the offense was kind of anemic, but you know, at the same time, like they're just they're just lacking, you know, high-end talent on the offensive side of the ball. But I, I mean I I, I don't want to focus too much on the Giants because we we can obviously you know talk about the Giants forever, but it was good to see that they they played hard for him down the stretch, right? Yeah, it did cost you a couple of draft slots, but it was good to see that they played hard for him, they didn't lose the locker room, that it's not gonna be a revolving door constantly, like we've seen two years here, two years there. And, yeah, I mean, those those are my major takeaways. But losing Wink is, is going to hurt.
0: I'll just say these two things quickly. Yes, I agree with you. We've seen the last, like, seven years at the end of the season where the Giants are like, you know, they have Jake Fromm, Mike Lennon, like Colt McCoy, these guys playing, and you're just like, me. I know you're not watching. I'm, like, sitting through it, like, gouging my eyes out, being like, I can't believe I'm watching this game that's – Seventeen nothing, twenty three nothing, whatever. So yeah, and like Tommy DeVito, not a good quarterback, but gave us a month stretch where the Giants were like three and nine, and it was like, how are we gonna sit through this for another eight weeks? So DeVito gave us a month to root for, and then they were they were okay down the stretch. Thing I'll just say about Mike Kafka really quickly is like last year I had no issue with the play calls. Like I thought there was great creativity. The red zone offense was great. Jones played well like he didn't all of a sudden get worse at calling plays. They, he, they're they so hamstrung by the offensive line and lack of receivers that I still feel like with what he's given, it, they don't do a bad job. And then the, like if Dable starts calling plays, so then he's less of a head coach over segment. I, I don't like when the head coach is calling plays offense or defense. There's just a lot to focus on. They're not focused on time management on timeouts and challenges. because they we're thinking about the next drive. Like, I like Kafka. I like him on the Chiefs. I think you should say.
1: Barkley coming back, yes or no?
0: I say no. I don't think so.
1: I think they're going to tag him and he'll he'll be back on the tag again. That's what I think is going to happen. He's
0: not going to be happy. If I were the Giants, while that outcome might be fine, what I would do is let him in free agency and say, just let us give us a chance to match the offer if you want to be back here. And if not, good luck. And thank you for representing the team well over the last six years.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, bon voyage to the giants, but now all uh, the real games start. Now we don't have to watch crappy NFL red zone content. We can focus on games that, that mean something here. So I guess my first question to you is when you look at the bracket, right? What stands out to you the most? Because for me, it's, the freaking chiefs who have been so mediocre all year locked out like crazy
0: the chiefs yes well miami coming in is so injured right now and aside from that i don't know if you've seen the forecast but they're saying it's going it be to be freezing. Absolutely freezing so yeah i mean the chiefs like quote unquote locked out maybe, but they're still gonna have to play Buffalo in round two at Buffalo. So it's not like they have some easy path to the Super Bowl. Um yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know, are you still are you less scared of Miami than Houston? Like they could have been playing Houston. They could have been playing Cleveland. Um it's not like Miami is like some pushover. Like they're gonna have Tyreek and Tua. They don't don't have the starting defensive ends. A right. So this could be a high-scoring game. But then, like, let's say the Dolphins score 20 points. Can the Chiefs score 20 points, even with the Dolphins' injuries? So it's not like we're not talking about the Chiefs of, you know, the last five years. Like, they have struggled to score points this year. So either this game – like, this game maybe is a shootout, maybe not. Like, Miami's really walking wounded, but the Chiefs are also just not great. So – you know, like if this was six weeks ago, you'd you'd say Miami by you know six and a half. Now they're injured. so it's not that. but it's not like the Chiefs are some powerhouse. What's your favorite game of the weekend? I I think like most people, i I'm, I'm really excited to watch Lions Rams for obvious reasons. And um, I don't know, like texans Brown's intriguing. Chiefs Dolphins we're going to want to watch has the star power well hold on the Chiefs Dolphins do you have peacock ready to go i'll just answer the question because my rant is i'm i can't believe that thing. but there was a game like 3 weeks ago that was on peacock also exclusively you're probably not aware and i was pissed at no, that i'm point. aware i just didn't care and I forgot what game it was exactly. It was, it was also like not a good game. Forget what it was on a Saturday. But knowing that that game was on Peacock and this playoff game three weeks later was going to be, I literally signed up for it for the $5 and I will cancel it after this playoff game. And I just had to accept I have to pay $5 to watch these two games. I'm not, it's, it's ridiculous. Go off on your end because I think it's absurd also. Uh, it's just like... I, I'm sure they make money from it. So I don't see them going back on it. And maybe I just have to prepare myself that in the future, like we're going to have to pay for the Fox NFL package and the CBS NFL package. I hate the Thursday games on Amazon prime. My TV is a smart TV. I can access it very easily. I just don't like, or I should say I like when I'm watching a game at commercial, I can just change the channel to another channel. Like I having cable. I still have cable. A very easy pause and go back 15 seconds to watch a play again. And that's on prime. Like I have to stay in the app. I'm not going out of the app back and forth. So not forced to watch these commercials. It buffers like three times a game. Um, It's just, it's very annoying. iPad and TV is like 25 second difference, which is annoying. And yeah, I don't like it. I just give me the TV. The,
1: the streaming, the streaming games stink. The The product was bad. The picture quality is bad. I, I, I know the NFL is going to try and squeeze out every single dollar they can, but like at a certain point, it's getting ridiculous. And and it's on us. It's on us to say no as consumers. Like it's on you to say, no, I don't want to pay the five dollars for Peacock. Whatever, $5 is not, like, significant amount of money, but it's the principle behind it. But because the NFL fans are sheep, which is why they watch garbage-ass products on Week 17 and Week 18, NFL Red Zone, I am talking to you. Terrible. Like, this is what happens. I'm curious to see what the numbers are. Um, And,
0: yeah, if I there are a lot of things in life in general where I feel like I could personally suffer for the greater good. And I'm, I am not going to do that. Uh, and that includes watching, like I'm not going to follow a football playoff game on play by play. It's just not going to happen. The sad thing is, is like, where's the cutoff? What if it cost me $20, I right? Still not watch the game. I don't know. Let's hope. Let's hope that doesn't happen.
1: All right, so back back to the uh, the weekend slate. So obviously, the Rams Lions is the most uh, intriguing game, right? Um, which which game are you least excited to watch? I mean, all these games are like intriguing, but I always
0: even think that when it's like two bad teams on a on a Thursday night game, like Bucks Eagles, seemingly could be a pretty ugly game. I don't know if AJ Brown's gonna play. Hurts seems like yes, but like clearly his finger broke last game against the Giants the other day yesterday, and they've been horrible for the last. They're one and five to finish the season, so like that game could be ugly. I'm still intrigued to watch it. Uh, Bill Steelers like I, I pro. I think I probably picked the Steelers to make the playoffs in the beginning of the season, but I was not rooting for them to make the playoffs because. No, I'm They are having said ugly. that, like with, with a month to go, I thought it was them or Buffalo, and I was gonna be really pissed if that happens. So I guess they made it over like Cincinnati, um, which is okay, but like uh, that game is like I don't know, but crazy stuff happens. Like, would it shock you if like George Pickens has a 70 yard touchdown on the first drive and it's seven
1: nothing Steelers? Well, we'll we'll get to that when we uh, when we handicap the games. We pick them with the uh, the spreads um, at you know at the end of it. But I just yeah I I don't know. I mean obviously you have storylines galore with um, Lions and the Rams. I feel bad for the Lions fans right because they win the division for the first time since I think what 1993. They're hosting a playoff game for the first time in I, I think it was 1993. And they bring, you know, Matt Stafford, who's uh, coming in, who's their guy, comes back. And, yeah, I I think they did fine in in that trade eventually. I think it was obviously it was a win-win because the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl. But the Rams, to me, are like the second most dangerous team in the NFC. You could make that case. Well, it's either them or the Lions because I think both those teams – or I should say, the winner of this game is going to end up in the NFC championship game. And it, it just sucks for the Lions fans that they're going to have to go through this emotional roller coaster. You know,
0: I don't think it's like their first playoff game in forever. The fact that the opponent happens to be. I feel like they're all going to be honestly happy to have Stafford back in Detroit. Like, I could. You're definitely going to be. I don't know if they've played each other since. Actually, I don't know for sure if they played last year. But you don't think like, let's say it's his first time back. You don't think they'll have like some montage before the game starts?
1: Like, I think they're, I think they're excited to play Stafford. I don't know. It's a playoff game. You can't be doing montages for playoff games. Like lock it. it, it it's you know, it, no niceties. It's it's a playoff game. I don't know. I, I'd be a little disappointed if they gave him a montage for a playoff game. let see. Seeing if they've played each other already. So yeah, I um, I don't know. It's I I don't think there are too many ugly games. You know, I I do think the ugliest game could be the Eagles Buccaneers, just because the Bucks offense can be a little anemic. Uh, it was on Sunday. I mean, winning nine nothing, covering the spread by the way, winning nine nothing is 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 kind of gross but th- there are interesting matchups who's um so i think if you had to pick one upset right for a team that's not you know favored to win if you couldn't take the rams over the lines who would be your upset pick so my bracket
0: i think that's the i did take our uh, rams over lines and i think that's my one upset but i mean Philly over Tampa is that an upset is the five versus the four. I
1: don't right, know because favorite,
0: Philly's favorite to win. Right, 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 I didn't look at the spreads yet. Philly's remember. Philly's
1: favorite to win. I um we'll we'll get to that. But uh, uh my, Stafford my
0: has be... Stafford has played in Detroit in 2021, right after the trade. So that's the that montage has happened.
1: Well, that's good. Good.
0: Um All right, one upset on? let me give should... you an upset. I'll take oh, um, I'll, yeah, go ahead. I'll take – all right, then I'll take uh, Bucks plus two-and-a-half. But Baker, like, might be injured, though. Like, I don't know what the deal is. I can't take the Bucks over the Eagles.
1: Are you kidding me? Like, um, five weeks ago, that would have been blasphemy. Well, guess what? It's not five weeks ago. The Eagles kind of stink. But that wasn't my first pick. I, and I guess, we'll we can kick this off now in terms of looking at the games and, and previewing the games, you know, going against the spread and whatnot. My upset pick is going to be the Texans. Texans over the Browns. And I know everybody is going to be picking the Browns. Browns have a great defense. The Browns have a great year. Uh Stefanski's probably the coach of the year. All the different starting quarterbacks. But I don't know. This C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryan's thing is – like, I mean, it's super impressive going worse to first in the NFL. I know the NFL is like the one league where you could do that more easily. But for a rookie to come in to play the way he's played and for the coach to have a command of the locker room like he has, I don't know, I, you know, home underdog, like that would be my, my pick if I had to pick one. I could see it. Like
0: that's another one where it's like Flacco has been playing so well. He's the veteran. Browns are veteran team. Texans are the new up-and-comer, you know, first taste of success. It's already a successful season. Browns should have a much better defense. Like, could the game be 27-10? Browns, yes. But also, would it shock you if we're, like, in the third quarter, Flacco has four picks and, uh, you know, Nico Collins somehow is 100 yards on a touchdown and Stroud's going crazy and there was a fluky, you know, pick six. And it's 17, you know, Texans are winning that game. That could happen also. So it's not a uh, the spread's low,
1: right? What is it, three and a half? Two and a half. So two let's start there. So okay, so let's make our picks. All right. So that that's game number one. We're gonna go okay. down the uh, down the line. Browns, okay. Texans. I'm going Texans plus two and a half. I know most of the public money is gonna be on the Browns. I'm Which going are you Browns. Going? I'm going Browns. All right. So we are heads up again. All right. So we talked about Dolphins, Chiefs. It's gonna be cold. I'm assuming Jalen Waddell is going to play. Uh, Xavier Howard is is he gonna play? Um, I mean, the it may not matter as much the Xavier Howard injury just because the wide receivers for the Chiefs stink, but the Chiefs are favored by three and a half uh, at home against the Dolphins. Uh, which way are you leaning?
0: I'm gonna go. Miami plus three and a half now do you think Miami's gonna win the game
1: outright or do you think no are- I,
0: I don't and I probably even feel more confident going with the Chiefs minus three and a half but I'm gonna go with my boy
1: Mike McD. I, I it, it's gonna be a tall task I I don't I know think-
0: Tyreek's playing in Kansas City for the first time so I feel like he's gonna take it personally and try to not that he doesn't normally but like he could
1: wreck the game. He could, but I'm not sure the Dolphins play well in 15 degree weather. I agree, but he's used to it at least. He's used to it. That's true. And, and you know they did have a, a decent showing last playoffs against the Bills. I mean last year I know Skylar Thompson. That game was a lot closer than than normal. So I'm I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs minus three and a half. Don't love it, Bills. Hosting the Steelers, the line is Buffalo minus nine and a half. The Steelers are led by Mason Rudolph. he will probably continue to uh, play quarterback, even though Kenny Pickett's healthy. I hate watching the Steelers. I, If I had to skip one game this weekend, this would probably be it. Uh, what's your pick? Um, Bills or Steelers? In the Buffalo weather right now. When
0: is this game? Sunday at 1. Sunday at 1.
1: All right, so cold. It'll be colder in Kansas City than it will be in Buffalo. Colder and windy.
0: Um, I'm going to go Pittsburgh plus
1: 9.5. We're actually in agreement on this one. Pittsburgh plus 9.5. I think Buffalo has just been a little up and down for my liking. Um, I yeah, think they're I mean, going to win the game, but I just don't think they're going to win by 10 points. I say this
0: – i I'm going to say this for every game, so it's not very insightful, but – like. Could I see the Bills blowing them out? Yes, I just feel like the Steelers in the playoffs, with their ingrained in my memory for the last twenty years, is that they're probably just if they're going to lose, not get blown out in the playoffs.
1: What's your opinion on on Buffalo? Obviously, they were preseason darlings. They, you know, they've been good now for a while. They took a little bit of a step back this year. Josh Allen's been a little um, turnover prone. Like, but all said and done, they're the two seed in the AFC. What's what's your opinion on Buffalo in terms of like being a viable, good team that could potentially win a couple of playoff games?
0: I think they're definitely in that category. I think there's a definite world where they make the Super Bowl. And when we last had this podcast, like six weeks ago or so, or seven weeks, whatever it was, a mid-season kind of summary. Bills were floundering, I think five and five or six and five at the time. Yeah, and the uh, odds
1: were the odds were really really good for the uh, the Bills to make the Super Bowl. I think the um, I think you you predicted Niners and Bills like that was like had some crazy odds in terms of you know being a a, a nice long shot, but they must have dropped significantly now.
0: Yeah, I don't remember exactly what the question was that I was answering. If it was a dark horse that could still go far or something to that effect, but my answer was the Bills at that point. So that has proven to be a good one. Yeah, you I still think. Feel are, that way. Yeah, I do still feel the nothing. I mean, they've been five and one since, so nothing has definitely you know made me feel any worse. But is it a confident five and one? I, I, there's just like weird turnovers that happen with Josh Allen and outside of like him having like a three turnover or two in the end zone type of game like he had last night in a game they still won. If they just play normally, like they should be able to take care of Pittsburgh. They should be able to take care of the Chiefs and then sets up for a Ravens Bills, you know,
1: perhaps AFC championship game. Well, one of the interceptions was not nearly as terrible. I mean, the first one was bad. The second one, what was it, fourth down, where he just heaved it into the end zone. They actually yeah. gained some yardage there. Like, I'm not going to kill him on that one. The first one was bad, but, like, he's Brett Favre. Like, you know, Brett Favre made spectacular plays. He made some of the most boneheaded plays, but you deal with it. I know. I'm, like – Mike Francesa, uh, who
0: I, you know who he is. So he you know, usually everything he says well, he's the wrong. the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, so he tweeted during the game last night something to, along the lines of like Josh Allen is a great talent, but he's his turnovers are becoming intolerable. And I'm like, Intolerable? You let you definitely tolerate the turnovers because he is so good.
1: Like what is intolerable mean they should get rid of him? Like, of course they're tolerable. He's one of the three best quarterbacks in football. Like, you're not right. getting rid of Josh Allen. Like, what are we talking about here? By the way, tolerable. Crazy. You can say an adjective, they're inexcusable,
0: they're horrible. You know, time being intolerable is like that is not the right adjective. They're definitely tolerable.
1: By the way, just a, a quick aside, I know no one really cares about the Pro Bowl, but the fact that like Josh Allen is is not a Pro Bowl or what he like led the he led in, you know, a couple of different passing categories. Like it's a little ridiculous, but whatever. The Pro Bowl is irrelevant anyway. Um. All right. So move moving on along. We've got the uh the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas is home. The uh trend of a NFC East team repeating to win the division that it hasn't happened since what two thousand two. 2003-2004. 2003-2004. Well, that trade, trend continued because the Eagles, after starting out 10-1, and one, finished 11-6. They stink. But, okay, so Dallas wins the division. Dallas is a 7.5-point favorite against the Packers. Mike McCarthy coaching against his old team. Jordan Love may be coming on. What say you? Which way are you leaning? You know this pains me. I will take Dallas minus seven and a half. We're heads up. I'm taking the Packers. I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but I think they're going to keep it close. Well, why are you, you, you've been, you know, on this Dallas thing for a while. And I know what the regular season stats say, but why should you trust Dak in a playoff setting where he's giving you no indication that he's trustworthy? I I mean Jordan
0: Love hasn't given me any indication that he's trustworthy.
1: Fair. Dallas like that, has good better kind of players
0: play. on offense and defense, and they're at home. And I feel like there's even the chance where it's like Dallas kind of pours it on, and it's like thirty eight, you know, fourteen or something. And also, like I we I watched the Giants play well against the Packers. Like like Tommy DeVito's one actually good game was against the Packers, so. Uh, that left, i uh, just like Dallas could put up 40, I think.
1: Yeah, I I will say this, like I'm not sure this is going to be a seven point game. This is either either going to be like a one to three point game or Dallas is going to win by over 14.
0: Yeah, so I'm going. That's just that. the vibe I'm no, getting, but I'm
1: gonna we'll go heads up in this one. I'm gonna take the Packers plus seven and a half. Rams Lions. Lions suffered some injuries. Sam Laporta uh, injured his knee week 18. That's not great. The Lions are at home, first playoff game in Ford Field ever. The Lions are three and a half point favorites against the Rams. Which way are you leaning? Well,
0: since I'm taking the Rams to win, I'll take the Rams plus three and a half. That would make
1: sense. I, I so want to take the Lions. I I love the Lions, but I just think the – I think McVay has, you know, Goff kind of figured out. I think the Lions sustain a couple of uh, major injuries. Like if Laporta can't really play, like I I think that really limits the Lions. So I'm going to take the Rams plus three and a half and win outright, even though it pains me because I've been a Lions backer all year. And last but not least – We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles again started out 10 and one, one and five in their last six. The um, but they're three-point favorites on the road against Tampa. Which way are you leaning? I see two and a half right now. You see two
0: and a half? I see, t- yeah, two and a half.
1: Uh um I'm taking the Eagles, minus two and a half. We're going to go heads up again. I'm going to take Tampa, home underdog. Jalen Hurts is a bad finger. A.J. Brown questionable. The defense for Philly stinks. And I'm just fading the Eagles right now. Just what a fall for grace from them.
0: It's pretty surprising.
1: Like every week I'm like,
0: Whatever, they lost this game. They're 10 and 1, they're 10 and 2. Like, they lost this game, whatever. It's a good team. But then watching them yesterday, really just the first half when they were still hurts. And I don't know exactly when AJ Brown got hurt, but like, yeah, they're, I mean, I don't know. And their defense is like full of great players. I don't know why their defense isn't good. And well, their um,
1: secondary has been brutal,
0: which is all like they have James Bradbury and Darius Slay, who I think are. Very good cornerbacks. Well, Bradbury,
1: um, Bradbury's um, had a had a rough year,
0: right? But like, why? He was great last year. He just he's not old. Um, I just it's like, I just have to look at the. I don't know if, if Tampa had is was more impressive like the last couple of weeks. Maybe I'd lean more that way. But they also haven't looked good. So it's like the Eagles looking bad versus a mad box team. I'll take the Eagles.
1: Do you like the Monday night game? For a playoff game, I, um, I
0: think it depends on my status in life. I think if I were, if I had, if I was the only person on Earth, I think three games Saturday and three games Sunday would be my ideal. Give me the full day Saturday and full day Sunday, 1 o'clock, 4, 15, and, you know, 8 o'clock. Um, but that takes up the entire weekend. So I don't mind Saturday starting later in the day. 4.30 Sunday is the day. And then I'll, you know, another Monday night game after work, which is also good. But at least you get you get most of Saturday and before football starts.
1: It's, um, I don't love it. I don't love it. I, I also feel like I know it's like the regular season teams deal with it. But I think in the playoffs, it's like a, it's a major disadvantage to play Monday night.
0: Because then you have to play Sunday.
1: Advantage. what
0: because then you have to play the next Sunday.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just an extra day. I mean, the regular season is the regular season. But I think for the playoffs, everybody should be on like kind of equal ground. And I know they're yeah. doing well, they do it for so money, they obviously. Get that, but it's like, it's come all on. for money. It's obviously all for money. Of course it is. All right, so let you go on this. Um, now that the bracket is set, obviously, by the way, the Ravens and the 49ers are both one seeds. They have a bye. Um, Super Bowl pick. Are you going chalk with the uh, the two one seeds or you got something different? I know you you liked the Niners and the Bills, but are you, are you still on that train?
0: So that is what I have. I, I, there's, I'm there's I've gone Niners over Bills. There's just no reason to change that opinion based on if I predicted it seven or eight
1: weeks ago. I'm gonna join you. Oh I, what? No, because I, I just think the Ravens can be had. I don't know what it is. I just think the Ravens oh, can we be had. Oh, you know what it is. Did you, did you hate Lamar Jackson? Well, no, I just I just hate Lamar in the playoffs okay so that's what it is i hate lamar in the playoffs but i mean he's i mean he's if i told you what if you knew ahead of time
0: that it was going to be tyler huntley playing and not lamar
1: i i i think the ravens would be taken a lot less seriously considering what tyler huntley put on film uh this past weekend at home against pittsburgh
0: same super Bowl as me all right
1: but hopefully T.J. Watt plays uh, for the Steelers, but we'll see. So, yeah, so you're on uh, Niners' Bills. I'm on Niners' Bills uh, as well. Got it. Which, by the way, would mean
0: if, if that were to happen or if the Bills lost in general. That, that would be five Super Bowl losses.
1: Yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty rough. But I think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. That's that's my prediction. Niners are going to win should. the Super Bowl. They should. Um, Just hope there's I, nothing, I, like like,
0: for any team, but, like, no bad injuries in the playoffs,
1: yeah. like, like that. Yeah, we're uh, everything you know, equal. I think the Niners still, I know they lost the Ravens, but I think the Niners are still the best team uh, in the league. Uh, I think uh, it'd be good for Shanahan to get rewarded, um, you know, because I, I just think that that's a great team and uh, would love to see Brock Purdy host the Lombardi trophy for all the haters, shove it in their faces. Shy, this was great. We'll obviously, uh, you know, we'll chat during the week. We'll monitor what's going on. And uh, I appreciate the time as always, bud. Speak to you soon.
0: All right, good, because I'm on
1: the clock for s and Oh, shut up. No one cares about your fantasy team. Later. Thanks again to our current guest Shy Elberger for coming on, talking a little bit about NFL playoffs. A little bit about the New York Giants with Wink Martindale stepping away from the team. Congratulations to him on winning our pick 'em heads up. That's episode 238 for the Lovely Game. Take us out, Travis Scott.